the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Sin. There is one way and one way only to realize just how bad sin is. It's God's righteous law. That is the law that condemns and a law that points us to grace, as we'll see next. Online at reformedheritage.org, this is Abounding Grace with Pastor Gary Wagner. We invite you to join us today as we continue our study of Romans. We are in chapter 7, verses 1 through 12 today, as we conclude our message called Sin and God's Righteous Law. It is this law that reveals the sin that is within, and it also brings to us the grace that we desperately need. How is it the old hymn writer put it? "'Twas grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved." Well, that is what we see in the law. Here's Pastor Gary, and today's Abounding Grace. Have we not known many who for a time seemed very convicted over their sins, only to turn back, and it was worse than it was before? That's exactly Paul's point here. In the absence of God's power, God's grace, God's law, His light within us, it meets this principle of sin that hates the light and wants to run away from it and deceive itself and continue continue sinning so it will give way to greater sin and throw a blanket of self-deception over our true condition. Why? Because instead of being cast down by God's majesty, our hearts are filled with pride. Instead of being humbled by what we see about ourselves and God's law, and instead of crying out for mercy, we defend ourselves and our sin. I'm not that bad. I'm not as bad as most. I'm better than some. I can do it. I'm not, the, I'm not that dead, ergo Pelagianism and Arminianism in the history of the church that have told men falsely, you. You can choose good. You're not that dead in your sins. You can still pull yourself out. Oh, no, you cannot. We cannot. We are dead in our trespasses and sins, unable to please God, hating God, cutting off from Him until He comes to us by His power and strips away our blindness, just like He ripped the veil of the temple and brings us to a new life in Christ. That is what the law teaches. And it is also one of the ways, even though Paul is describing the unbeliever's dreadful condition, that we have to apply this to ourselves. How do I know if I'm still under sin's self-deception? I've asked myself this many times. How do I know I'm not self-deceived? Now, this could be a deep rabbit hole. But we need to ask, is the law still working death in me, or have I been delivered from its curse? Well, here's a simple test. 
when we are confronted by, and you pick the law, the commandment, when we are confronted by God's word, when we are rebuked for a sin in our lives, not a parental preference, not a spousal preference, but for an actual sin, something against God's law, when we hear a sermon proclaiming God's holiness and our accountability to him, how do we respond? That preacher, can't he ever be nice? I get so tired of being cast down and feeling guilty. Or do we say, you know what? Whatever that preacher said when he was quoting that commandment or was trying to proclaim as weak and as helpless as he is, God's holiness. Man, I was struck to the quick. I'm vile. Like Job, I loathe myself. I repent in dust and ashes. You see, we've got to confess. I don't have the strength to please God in and of myself. I'm far worse than I can possibly imagine. And my only cleansing and righteousness is to be found at the foot of the cross where Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was crucified for us. You see, the law, if we use it lawfully, Paul says in Galatians 3.24, is a schoolmaster to lead us to Christ. Now, in the word schoolmaster, there you need to think of a Victorian schoolmaster. Oh, you can't parse that paradigm. Come up here. Stick out your hand. Wham, wham. The schoolmaster then was not today's handcuffed schoolmaster. You just fought, shot your fellow student. Oh, oh, well, let's not judge. But the law is a schoolmaster in that it is showing us God's majesty and holiness. In Roman days, when a, a nobleman wanted his son to go to school, he hired someone who was called pedagogue, a leader of children, who wasn't a teacher himself, but who carried a rod with him, so that when the child wanted to run off and play hooky or slothfully walked to school, he would let him have it with that rod. He made sure the child made it to the classroom and did his lessons. In other words, it was harsh. Intentionally so, because children then and now are wayward. They don't need conjoling and petting. They need a good thrashing every now and then, just like you and I do. And I can guarantee you I needed a lot when I was a kid, a lot more than I actually received. Now I realize that is not politically correct, but go follow the blind. If you want to, Paul says, the law is a schoolmaster, a whip. Ah, oh, that shall not lust. That's not just external, that's inward. Why? So that we will not be cast down, so that our pride will be broken, so that we will stop this, well, I'm fine, I'm good, I'm doing this outward stuff. No one is finding any faults in me. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. I'm perfectly hiding. I'm playing Adam and Eve every day of my life. No, God's law comes to us and says, you shall have no other gods before me. But what about my appearance? What about my wardrobe? What about my wife, whom I try to please more than I please God? Oh, you shall not have any graven images. I'm supposed to worship God in spirit and truth from the heart.
I mean, we could go on and on. But this is how we know that we are not still self-deceived and being flogged by the law when it humbles us before God. And we ask for his mercy in the Lord Jesus Christ. And he will give it to us because, never forget, he loves his children. And that's the very reason why he gives us blows from time to time so that we will run to the Lord Jesus Christ. And why do we need that? Because the very law that declares our guilt and exposes our corruption, the same judge that demands our execution, God himself pronounced himself to be satisfied when we believe upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ because he took all of our floggings on the cross, all of our law-breaking, all of our lawlessness, all of our corruption, all of our filth, and he alone bore it. So only in Jesus is there no more fear, no more loathing, no more self-deception. All truly is calm and bright when we believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ who loves us and gave himself for us. Therefore, verse 12, having said all that, Paul says, the law is holy and the commandment is holy, just and good. He says the same thing twice and it is critical that he did. One, to clear the law from the possibility of being thought sinful. We saw that in verse 7. You know, our natural response to God's law as sinners is just to hate it. We want to get rid of it, eradicate it from public places as we are seeing in our day. Destroy the very memory of it. What is behind all this madness and treachery? I'm going to make it really simple. Sinners hate the light. They hate it in 2022. They hated it in A.D. 30. And man has not changed one bit. You can put a phone in his pocket, no matter. Put him in a fast car, no matter. Put a backpack on him and he travels around the world, no matter. Sinners are exactly the same in this. They hate the light. So they want no reminders of accountability to God, of guilt or corruption. Why is the law holy and the commandment holy, just, and good. When sinners are confronted by the law, they are confronted with God himself. Did you hear that? When sinners are confronted by the law, they are confronted by God himself. That identity is unavoidable. Now, we have forgotten this in the church because we have kind of lowered our views of inspiration and infallibility and God's preservation of his word. But when we read the law, we are reading the character of God. To read God's law is to read God. This, beloved, is him. This is who he is as he has revealed himself to us. So God's law is holy because he is holy. He has spoken. So excuses, hiding from it, pathetic We'll always hate God's law as long as we hate God. Or like Paul in his Pharisee days, we deceive ourselves thinking we just, we're just fine as long as we outwardly look good. But please understand, if we look at God's law, which is why we need to be in Scripture every day, but once we see God as he was, has revealed himself to be, we're done 
with all the hiding, with all the games, because it doesn't do us any good. I really can't escape the light. You can't escape the light. Do you know what a sinner is who stays away and refuses to be convicted? He's like someone who wants to put a thick blanket over himself. The light is blinding bright out there, but in here it is all dark. It's all self-imposed blackout. So God's commandments are holy and just and good. It will either demand our death because I have offended the Holy Speaker, God himself, or it will be my salvation that his holiness saved me because it is joined with his grace. Does the lost or up furious sinning in you? It won't if you love Jesus. Now the law still threatens. It, it still warns us. But now we want to be warned. Because we want to walk in the paths of righteousness. This is what is so different about the Christian's relationship to God's law. He, we hate our sins. We don't want to hide from them. We want to be cleansed and forgiven. We trust that only Jesus Christ died, rose, and is at the right hand of the Father, forgiving and saving us. So here's a remarkable thing that Christians confess about themselves. And I'll be first in line today, and then you can come in behind me if you'd like. Are you ready? The law was holy when it condemned me. The law was good when it exposed my sinfulness. And the law was just and would be just if it pronounced my doom and sent me to hell forever. And here's a remarkable thing as a Christian. I confess this. I believe this. And this is the incredible thing about where Paul has placed this little word, wherefore. Wherefore. Yeah, in light of the fact that I was deceived and slain by sin in rebellion against the law, the law was doing its holy and good and just function. Only righteous men can confess this. Those whom God has joined to a son to walk in newness of life. Why? Because we know the truth about ourselves. We're not hiding any longer. I know I can't do anything about my depravity, but go straight to God's holy throne to cast myself upon his mercy and to judge myself as a sinner, hoping only in the blood and righteousness of the Lord Jesus. Now, as Christians, we also confess, verse 12, for another reason, and that is we don't want to go back to the garbage dump of sin. We confess we love God's law. We say with David in Psalm 119, 97, oh, how I love God's law. It is my meditation all the day. I don't want to go anywhere near what displeases my father. I don't want to touch the sword that slew my savior. The cry of the believer's heart is Jesus cry when he came to the world, into the world. I delight to do thy will. And thy law is within my heart. And when we fall, which we will, because in many things we offend, there is mercy. There is cleansing at the foot of the cross. And there is also strength and grace in the Lord Jesus to walk in obedience. Let me conclude today with three broader applications from these verses. One, if you are a believer, rejoice. 
in God's grace. Because just think about what you have been brought out of. We think conversions today are so easy, even in Reformed and Presbyterian circles. You know, say this, pray this, and you're good to go. Because you prayed some words, you're good to go. You have that magic talisman, the the lucky charm, the, the rabbit's foot. Beloved, when we look at these verses and we realize, now wait a minute, deceived, hating the light, running away from it, God brought me out of that. So now I'm not saying I'm not that bad. Now I realize I'm worse. I'm filth. My only righteousness is Jesus and his blood and his obedience to God. So rejoice. I know all of us have some problems. And by the way, please don't be so selfish as to think you are the only one who has problems or that you are the only one who carries certain burdens. You need to get out of the balloon of your own selfishness. I know. Well, we all do this. I I see it from time to time in myself. Everyone carries his own burdens, but remember something as you carry those burdens. Almighty God has rescued me by his grace and love, so I need to smile a little bit more, rejoice a little bit more. Two, flee from every sin. Well, Paul doesn't say that here, actually, but sin did all of that, hid, covered, lied, deceived, and slew. So stay away from it. Stay away from every sin. You might say, I can't. I have a TV, and it, if it, and it leads me to sin. Really? Then my advice is to throw it out the window. And I'm serious. I have a computer, and stuff is constantly popping up. You don't have to look. In fact, just take a sledgehammer to it, whatever it takes. Because you see, we have a command from God that trumps this particular culture's technology. And that is, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord God Almighty. So unless we want to walk back and think, well, you know, a little bit of sin is okay. It's not that bad. Remember Psalm 7, 1 through 12. Remember what sin did to us. Remember how it deceives, it kills, it maims, it rapes. Stay away from it. Ask God to protect your heart. It's impossible, obviously, to do so entirely. We're not isolationists. We can't go live on a mountain. But as far as it lies within me, I'm going to fight against sin my whole life. It will confront me sometimes. That's unavoidable. Sometimes I need confrontation, though, and it just bubbles up from the filthy remnant of sin that's left in me. But I'm going to fight it, and I'm going to flee from it, because I don't want to go back to the darkness. I want to stay in the light as he is in the light. And lastly, keep coming to that light. There is no better way to know yourself to know your need and to keep feeling excited about Jesus than to keep coming to the light. Because when you keep coming to the light of God's word, Old and New Testament, Genesis through Revelation, what happens? Well, the more honestly you keep coming to the light, it's bright, 
Lord, open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. And you see yourself. And as Christians, we also need to continue to see the truth about ourselves. And don't believe the lies. Oh, I'm not that bad. I'm better than others. Many are worse than I am. I'm okay. I need to feel every day that I'm not okay. Unless God has mercy upon me. I need to feel that every single day. But I don't want to feel it every day. Well, then get ready to not have God very close to you. Because he resists the proud. He gives grace only to those who are humbled before him. The meek he is near to. The broken. The contrite. Why do you think David... That holy man prayed in almost every psalm, God, be merciful to me. Don't remember my sins. Remember my loving kindness. Why do you think Daniel, that holy man, said, Lord, forgive me. I'm a wretched man who needs your mercy. Why? Because the more honestly we see ourselves, the more we cling to the cross of Christ and love him for his sacrifice and his praise, God, for his mercy to us. And then when we sin, no excuses, no blaming. I did it. It's all my fault. It was me. Please be merciful to me, O God. Please be merciful to me, a sinner, but a sinner who's been rescued by your grace. Every single one of us, our main identity is still, until we are perfected, that, that we are redeemed. And what does that signify? that I was once in chains and that I have been released by God's grace. And that shapes me. I am redeemed. Oh, I'm not my own. I've been bought with a price and that price was the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Do you get tired hearing about this? Do you get tired of hearing about the gospel? Then get used to being weak get used to feeling like something is terribly wrong with your life and you don't know why and you try this or that and you run to one religious thing after another and it just never seems to suffice because God resists the proud and he gives grace to the lowly and the only way to see ourselves as lowly as we are is to keep on seeing and hearing the truth about ourselves. So does Reformed Heritage Church, does the Wagner family, the Kintner family, the Silvestri family, the Pyle family see the truth about ourselves? Where might we be living a lie? Where are we pretending that we are better than we are? That we're not as bad as we really are? Where are we pretending? Come to God's word. He will show us the truth. And when God shows us the truth, it is always so we can be healed. No one who ever came to Jesus for cleansing said, Lord, he has leprosy. I only have a pimple, but could you heal my pimple? No, Lord, if you are willing, can you make me clean? Jesus says today, right now at 315, 
just like he said 2,000 years ago, I am willing to be cleansed. But you've got to come and you've got to see the truth about yourself. And only God's Word can show that to you. And that'll bring us to the end of our time today here on Abounding Grace with our teacher and pastor Gary Wagner from Reformed Heritage Church in San Jose. Thank you for joining us today. It's our hope and prayer that we've been able to encourage you in Christ and stimulate your walk in Him. To address questions, comments, prayer requests, or concerns, please call or write to us. We'd love to talk with you. 408-866-5607 is our phone number, 408-866-5607. You're also welcome to visit our website. Drop us an email when you do, reformedheritage.org. Real simple, reformedheritage.org. A lot of information there about who we are. We would invite you again to stop by, reformedheritage.org. Or if you're writing to us, the address is PMB, post mailbox, 402. And the address is 1484 Pollard Road, Los Gatos, California, 95032. That address can be found on our website, reformedheritage.org, or again, simply call 408-866-5607. Copies of today's program are just $5. Mention today's date and we'll get a CD out to you. And please remember that we are listener supported, which means when you link arms with us financially, we're able to continue the ministry here on this station. It's a great way to study God's Word together, isn't it? And we'd love to continue to do so. Would you prayerfully consider how God might be leading you to partner with us? We'd love to hear from you. Again, won't you call 408-866-5607 or reformedheritage.org. Sunday services, by the way, if you'd like to join us, are 2 in the afternoon. We're located at Lone Hill Church, 5055 Lone Hill Road in Los Gatos. Directions can be found at our website, reformedheritage.org. Again, Sunday services are at 2 p.m. Further information can be found again at reformedheritage.org or by calling 408-866-5607. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, God bless. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.